Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Andrew Barry back as GM. How about that for tying it all together, folks? Andy McNamara with you, alongside Matt Fleur-Jancic from WKYC Sports in Cleveland. This is the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature, brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. Demi Lovato will be singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. And Matt, I was able to, I think, very smoothly corral that in with Here We Go Again, the second reign of Andrew Barry with the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. How are you, buddy? Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I'm going to Barry Horowitz it and pat myself on the back. <laughs> it all Only diehard wrestling fans would understand that reference, exactly. but I do appreciate it. That was well well done, my friend. I, I well knew, done. I knew you would get that. If, if you get the Barry Horowitz reference, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at Matt Fleur Jansen. And if you don't, we'll, uh, we'll gladly tell you about it. Instagram, too, at Matt Flo Sports at AndyMC Sports. And our buddies at Cleveland Whiskey at Cleveland Whiskey on Instagram and at Cleve Whiskey on Twitter, ClevelandWhiskey.com. All right, Matt. Uh, today's show, we're going to give our Super Bowl predictions. We'll go over some of the fun prop bets, including how long the National Anthem is going to be sung by Demi Lovato. That's always a fun one. But first and foremost, it is the, I would say... It, got, it was less exciting than the Kevin Stefanski hire. We all saw that one coming. We even more so saw this one coming. And my God, Paul D. Podesta swinging the sword of power. He's got it all, man. He's got everything he wants. He has his Ivy League trifecta in place, including himself. Uh, initial reaction here in the Andrew Berry got the job. Were you as underwhelmed and not surprised as I was? Yeah, I was like the meh emoji yeah, like, face. Meh. Have you ever seen the emoji movie? That was what I was. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, yeah. they can't really say I'm surprised. Um, they like hiring smart guys. Um, I think Andrew Berry will do a fine job if given the opportunity. But if he's taking over the role of GM and basically being a super scout and Deep Podesta is making the decisions, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be doing the same thing in two years. Yep. And that's why agents insisted on five-year contracts for Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry. And because they know that if they get fired after two years, they're, they're good for another three. And at that point, Andrew would only be like 34 years old. So, <laughs> And he knew going in that he was taking a risk. The fact that other people were bowing out. George Payton, I think much was made of that. Um He's a leave it. He's a leave you at the altar guy. He's mm-hmm. interviewed a number of places, and he continues to say that he finds nothing better than Minnesota, and that he he's going to stick with Minnesota, you know, for at least another year. And it's like, all right, we should have seen that one coming. But 
Yeah, uh, underwhelmed them? would probably be how I would describe it, and I'm a little a little frustrated that it took this damn long to get somebody that's been in here before uh, because we we just missed the senior bowl. Congratulations. Your extensive and comprehensive search resulted in you missing the biggest scouting week of the year. Yeah. Matt, I've said it before on this program, and I'll say it again. Analysis paralysis is where the Browns are at. And Paul D. Podesta, this ain't baseball, bro. It's not baseball. Info- information is good. Too much information is deadly. You, it's like studying, Matt, right? It's like studying for a test or for an exam. You can cram, try to cram every little bit of information in, and you can get yourself loopy, and then the test starts, and it all goes away. Or you didn't, or yeah. you were too thorough in some spots and didn't get every, to everything. It's very basic with that. And I'm with you. I like hiring smart people, too. I think that'd be great. But are they smart football people? I don't know. Andrew Barry is the youngest GM in the National Football League. St- Kevin Stefanski is the third youngest head coach. And you're led by Big Daddy Paul DePodesta, who's still a baseball guy. I don't care how he's, long he's been involved with the team. He is a baseball dude. So is he making the decisions? Is he not? I- everything gets approved through him. Like, I think he swings a way bigger hammer than he, anybody gives him credit for. I because think so, too. This guy was technically the architect of a 131, and you can say what you want about Sashi not being able to pick players. This had in a 30. He was a lawyer. He's put in a bad spot. That's the owner's fault. Yep. Not necessarily his fault. Was he going to say no? I, I don't want it. the job. I would take it. You get like, millions of dollars. You get to run a like, football team. That's awesome. You make a few million bucks, you're good to go. And he was making a hell of a lot more than when he was general counsel. Now he's he's still getting NBA. paid. Um, <laughs> so I, I can't really fault him, but DePodesta was like the guy. Mm-hmm that was brought in here to instill analytics in the organization and to be this great analyst of information and this great gatherer of information. And I remember when he was hired, I was asked to write a piece about why it's going to work, even though he's a baseball guy. And I said, it would probably be easier for me to write why it's not going (laughs) to work. And I wrote that piece. Uh, And, Let's just say that I wasn't wrong. I guess (laughs) it hasn't worked. Like they haven't gotten it right. The closest they came to getting it right was hiring a football guy in John Dorsey, and they ran him out of town after two years because they wanted to give. They basically wanted to make him a super scout, and have D. Podesta call him the shots. And why would he do that? Generally, lifetime football guys don't take marching orders from a computer nerd. Well, why would Dorsey do that? Like, there's no reason. He'll get another GM job or at least a if he, high If personnel. he's going to get paid, yes. uh, you know, regardless of what he does, it was smart for him to walk away why, because the only thing that would have done was ruin his reputation. Yeah. Why, why would he do that? There is no sense for him to have stuck around at all. So Dee Podesta remains. And Matt, the only thing you could write is, and the only thing that remains is, why will this work? Well, it's like buying a lottery ticket. You hope it will. But the odds are against you. Again, yeah, everybody's kind of learning the post on the job. I wrote yesterday the reaction post was fans are hopeful, but a, a, a lot of them are sarcastic, and, mm-hmm. and that's to be expected. But Why shouldn't they there was be? quite a bit of hope. People do actually. There are some people that are willing to give it a chance because, you know, yes, Andrew Berry was a part of the staff that built 1 and 31, but he was like a high level executive that had no shot calling power. Now he's going to be calling the shots, hopefully, because um, he does have a football Supposedly. background. He has way more of a football background mm-hmm. than Podesta could ever hope for. Yep. So hopefully he's the guy calling the shots. And if he's not, and they have to do a 
a three-way dance to figure this out. You know, every time they go to pick a player, they're going to cripple themselves because they're not going to be able to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And they're going to settle on the path of least resistance, and they're going to screw it up. Yep, just like they did the first time. Look at the draft picks that they that they picked under Sashi Brown. And listen, Andrew Berry was up at the podium. Didn't that final say yes? True. Um, and we'll never know how much he did or did not have to do or wanted or did not want a player. Easy for, for him or anyone else to go back and say it one way or the other. So we, we don't know. But the players they picked overall with all – because the strategy was, Matt, remember, it was, okay, we'll trade down. We're going to acquire all these assets because the, the team stinks. We're going to bottom out. And then we're going to take as many swings as possible. And then we're going to hit. Well, that's, that's good. Except when you have guys picking players that don't know what they're doing and you pick garbage players overall, then you fail. Remember Scooby, right? Where's old Scoob? Where, 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 where's Scooby? Hey, he was, I think, in the AAF for a while. He might be talking around the XFL now. Come on, Scooby. I dig Scooby. Why not? That pick I didn't mind it's is a seventh, seventh rounder. rounder is like the damn near mystery irrelevant. And he had good numbers in in college, he just had a blown out knee, and he was never able to be the same guy that he was. And seventh round pick, who cares? Right, but like seventh the, round is fine, but like he all those wide receivers missing: Jordan Payton, Ricardo they, Lewis, Jordan on. Payton, Higgins was solid, but yeah. I don't know what the hell happened last year. I think that was just Freddie being Freddie. Um, but you look at Higgins; he was solid. Payton was a joke and got bounced from the league. Uh, Deval switched from receiver to tight end. And I think he was last kicking around with the Jaguars, uh, last terrible. I heard. Uh, Scooby is in another league. Uh, let's see. Corey who Coleman. Else? Corey Coleman. Uh, Corey. Oh. Injured uh, with the Giants, and he's he's Corey, hot, hot Corey Coleman, and they passed on Michael freaking Thomas. That was Correct. the guy I wanted at wide receiver. Correct. I knew we were needing wide receiver, <laughs> and I was like, man, if you can steal him in the second round, then they draft Corey Coleman. I'm like. Why did we draft this guy that's smaller than me mm-hmm. when we could have had a guy who was an inch taller than I am and a heck of a lot more fluid at running routes and being smart? And they, they haven't recovered from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you make a bad first-round draft pick, but you hit on all your other ones, you can survive it. Mm-hmm. They didn't hit on first-round draft picks no. except for Miles Garrett, and they had to be begged to pick Miles Garrett. That was great. They wanted Mr. Trubisky number one overall. Oh, my gosh. And passed on Wentz and Mahomes and, and Watson and you said Michael Thomas, of course. So many great players. Here's, here's going to be the difference. Now, the ar- argument against this all, Matt, is, okay, that was a different time. They were in teardown mode, etc. Okay. Well, still, the argument can remain that you picked you pick bad players. You, you drafted poorly because you didn't know what you were doing. All right. So now Andrew Barry at 32. Comes in, he's been around the league a lot, different organizations, Colts, bright guy, and apparently he's pretty widely respected. That Those are all good. But what happens if this football guy, if he's like, hey, you know what, the spark scores are this, but I don't know, I, I kind of like this guy a little bit better. Is Deep Podesta going to be like, nope, this guy scored higher. Most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? 
Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our solo acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. And then you have to take that guy? Is that that's really, the that's ultimate what I mystery. Feel. We won't know we, until we, we, never we know. see the results of the draft. I mean, then we can get a pretty good indication of the direction that this is going. Mm-hmm. And it's that's hard to say of. that they're going to let – I mean, if they put him in charge of running the damn coaching and GM searches, is it really that much of a stretch to believe that Barry is just a super scout and B. Podesta is going to be the guy calling the shots? I don't think that's a very far leap at all. Not at all. Not at all. It isn't. I think I've leaped, leapt farther over puddles in the parking lot on my way into work this morning than, I, <laughs> than that. I mean, come on now. It, yeah. It, and, 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 I hope for Andrew Berry's sake they, they trust him enough to do his job, but that's the problem. Haslam has never trusted anybody to do their job. No. And when he has, he's trusted the wrong person. And I, I How still think the wrong person is still here in this organization. I have no idea. But if it. they don't re-sign him to a contract, because his contract, I believe, is up uh, in the next few weeks, then why the? You know what? <laughs> Would you let him lead your coaching search and your GM search? Mm-hmm. He's going to be staying around for a while. He's getting a contract extension. There's no years. two ways about it. He's going to get five years, Matt, because then everybody will be linked together. Right? Everybody right. will be. And guess what? I and Folks, listen. We hope, and all the optimists out there, we love you, and absolutely, I, I we want ourselves to be wrong nothing would be happier for me than to say hey let's rename a whole bunch of streets to fansky boulevard and andrew barry way and build stat and be totally wrong and deep podesta by I, I i would love to be wrong we're browns fans we want to be wrong and we want to be good i don't care who you get running this team if it works but you there is just nothing pointing to that this will everything is stacked against when you get rid of a football guy who actually started getting players in and producing wins and now you have Andrew Barry in, another unknown. So, Matt, we're once again, first time, youngest GM in the league, learning on the job. First time head coach, learning on the job. Who, let's face it, he's going to be calling his own plays. That's going to happen. We still don't have a whole bunch of coaches. As you said, you're behind the eight ball. Now, you had, you had scouts down there at the Senior Bowl, so hopefully, you know, the due diligence was done. But you have everybody scouts, learning on the job. You know their contracts are probably not going to be renewed yeah. after the draft, by yeah. the way. So what kind of information are they really gathering and how hard are they really working? You have to hope they're professional, right? That, that, again, that comes back to hope. That comes back to, to crossing your fingers. That, that's what you have to hope for, that they're, they're professionals. I know, and they do it. I know a lot of guys in that department, and I think to a man they would do it. But I'm just saying that there, there's that possibility, no, right. too. If you know that you could potentially get axed, no well, matter how good a job you do, that does affect your mindset. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. But, Matt, we have to have guys who are learning on the job again in a window where you're the, – the, the contract, the win-now window is supposed to be open. What's going to happen in free agency? What's going to happen with these decision-making? What's going to happen, again, that we saw phenomenal failures with? Don't forget this either, folks. Remember free agency and Sashi Brown? First thing, it was like, whoa, yeah, they that were, came fast. They were slow <laughs> to the trigger, yeah. and they lost all their good guys. And then they day. panicked the next year and signed Kenny Britt yeah. to a ridiculous deal. Yeah, it, 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 it was, oh, yeah, that came out as fast. Now, okay, what if Andrew Berry's ready to make a decision, but it doesn't go through the process of Paul DePodesta? And they take, like, this is the, this is the question. These are the unknowns, but we've, we know them to a point, 
but will they continue? Will they learn? That's what's so scary. Whereas if you have a football guy like a John Dorsey and you're like, all right, we know that there's going to be protocol. We know there's experience behind it. Um, it's going to be terrifying. I was going to say fascinating, but terrifying for Browns fans to watch how this all plays out. I don't know how it is. If you got to make a hair trigger decision, can this group with the process under De Podesta, can they do it? I don't know. Yeah, and we won't know until they're under the fire, you know, mm. until they get yep. um, to the draft and comes down to pick number 10. And oh, don't I know that. there are some people that team. have them slated to pick a guy there. I've heard nothing but reports that they've trading out of 10 is like the most realistic oh thing because they want to, and it's like, all right, fine. If the offensive lineman's not there that you want, you can get an extra second rounder. I understand it. But that whole, let's get as many darts as we can to throw at the dartboard. If you've never thrown darts before, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're, you're hoping against hope. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I love that analogy. And Matt, like, how about this? You know what the good teams do? They stay there. They take the best player available. The Browns are in a position, yes, you got to go O-line. That's why you have to address at least one of the tackles in, off in uh, free agency. But you, the good teams stay, and they pick the best damn player available because you can never have too many good players. And if you have some redundancy at the position, you can trade something else. Use that as an asset, but you get the best players in your building. Not keep tra- Easy to trade down. Me and you can go into the Browns facility today, trade down all the time. You keep trading forever. But when you actually have to pick oh, a player, you, and we've seen them do that multiple times. Yeah. Um, the thing that concerns me not so much just the draft, but we got some guys that have to have contract decisions mm-hmm. made on them quite soon. Miles Garrett's up in 2021, and Nick Chubb is up in 2021, and Baker's up in 2022. Schobert right now. Well, Higgins right Schobert's now. right now. Schobert's Schobert will come back. I had I had zero confidence in that about six months ago, but knowing what I know now, yeah, Schobert's back. Oh. Schobert's going to be your starting inside linebacker. There's, he's an analytics darling. And they picked him. You right? get that, you that get 150 tackles a year. You know you're gonna you're gonna ring a lot of bells on the analytics scale. What's he gonna get paid though, Matt? That's that's the question. Does that and and I don't know the algorithms behind production versus pay and where you think you can get similar production at a cheaper price. Like that's another factor we got to think of because Schobert's going to get a lot of cash. He's not going to get as much as you think. Oh, okay. He, he makes a lot of tackles. Yeah. He does not make a lot of impact plays. And he's last not year he a did. high sack guy. And last he's year not he did. a high interception guy. You know, he had a nice little three game stretch there in 2019, but He's not an impact linebacker. He's not a Ray Lewis or a Lawrence Taylor no, no, or, no. Uh, you know, some of the other guys that you, you have to account for every time they're on the field. Joe Schobert's a guy. You know, he's a really good guy, but he's a guy. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll track that. A little uh, a little truth nuggets being dropped by Matt Fleur-Jancic. You're listening to the Doghouse here. Inside Look at the Cleveland Browns brought to you by our buddies at Cleveland Whiskey, clevelandwhiskey.com. Check it out. All the great award-winning flavors. Even if you're not in Northeast Ohio, you can get them all around the country at clevelandwhiskey.com. Make sure you are checking it out. Just a great sipper. You can mix with cocktails. Uh, perfect for any time. Whether you're happy about the hire or not, you can toast with some Cleveland whiskey. All right, Matt, uh, let's hit the Kareem Hunt situation, and then we'll go Super Bowl and get on out of here. Uh, Hunt, we all know by now, got pulled over, got uh, had some marijuana found in his backpack. 
uh, un, uh, open bottle of vodka. Police, um, he, he got let off and, and with just a speeding ticket. Uh, did the Browns bring him back? He, the, the dude from the video and the transcript seems like he is personally troubled. Like, I, I talent-wise, you definitely want him back with the, the just the impact him and Nick Chubb can make. Do you think this group, who did not bring him in, this new Barry DePodesta-Stefanski group, keeps Kareem Hunt? Nope. Man. That sucks. Nope. I, I, I'd, uh, if it was Dorsey, I would yeah. say, yeah, they'd give him another chance. Well, they can just sign him to a one-year deal. Like there's, no analy- there is no, there's no analytics that say this is a good idea. He's so good, Other though. than the fact that he's really, really good at football, there, there's just no numbers that would support a decision to bring him back. Even for one year on the restricted tag, no? Look, he's going to get a decent offer on the free agent market. That's what you can tag to, to match it. And I think they have their their number that they're going to be hard and fast on and they're going to roll with it and they're not going to they're not going to go go above it straight from that but matt you can yeah, you can put the first round tag on him and pay him what what three million bucks and then a team would have to give up a first round draft pick and if they want to then cool then let's go it's a deep running back draft I'm not sure that the organization knows how to do that. They couldn't even send a freaking fax to the league office. That, now, listen, that, that, that turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Maybe a tip of the cap to Sashi on no, that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not discounting that, but that's the level of dysfunction that we're at. They they purposely tank their own deals. Like it just, uh, I just can't you, see the algorithm that says this is a good idea. I, I personally would want to see them give him another shot because he's a hell of a talented football player, and I think given the right coaches and the right system – he could be back on the straight and narrow. But, again, the, a lot of these guys, uh, Barry included, were here for uh, the, a lot of Josh Gordon, and they Oof. saw where that went. And Kareem could be heading towards a similar fate if he's not careful. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, all right, Matt, let's get to... Our Super Bowl predictions, couple of prop plays. Let's do the prop plays first. We heard Demi Lovato off the top uh, singing, here we go again with the return of Andrew Barry. Uh, over or under the national anthem, a minute 58. Where are you putting your cash down on? Minute 48? A minute, minute, for, oh, sorry, minute so, 48. So, so, sorry, sorry, a uh, minute 58. Ooh, my mistake. That's optimistic. Mi- minute 58. Minute, uh, minute, 50, minute 58, I'll say 201. I'm going to say she's going to go over. I think she has just the style that she's going to want to, like, really show Pop off the vocals, right? And just, like, drag it out a little bit. The over is a plus one, tw- is paying 171, under 191. I'll take that as well. Coin toss one, that kind of sucks. It's just a 50-50. Um, here's an interesting one, and we'll tie in the Columbus Blue Jackets to this. Cross sports uh, prop here. So who has, uh, let me see here. All right. Columbus and Montreal combined goals, pl- 0.5. Or total TD scored in the Super Bowl minus zero point five. So who scores? Well, that that seems like a stupid one. I'm just looking at this. This seems dumb. Of course, there's going to be a touchdown score in the Super Bowl. Why the hell would you not do that one? That seems like an odd. That seems like an odd. Yeah, one. take the touchdowns. Yeah, that's it, take the TDs. That's ridiculous. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> look at this. Oh my God. Total to, uh, total passing. Uh, 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 Raptors and Bulls total score or more than Jimmy Garoppolo throws uh, 
throws for passing yards. 185 is the line there. That's interesting. Uh, you can check all oh, these silly ones. I'm off. taking the Raptors on that one. Yeah, me too. I think. Jeff, well, here's the thing, and let's. They won the, the NFC Championship with a guy throwing less than ten passes. I don't like that. Hot. That's amazing. Six six completions, eight passes. Wow. Uh, so let's get to that. I think it really comes down to it. Might come down actually to the coin toss, Matt. Where we know the Chiefs can score in bunches, but and the Chiefs. So my pick is going to be 24-21 49ers. Over the Chiefs. I just think Kyle Shanahan in that le- family legacy offense that goes back to his dad, Mike, with the back-to-back Broncos, Super Bowls, the zone read is just just phenomenal. Um, I think they're going to win it. But if it gets into any sort of shootout or back and forth, Chiefs are winning the damn Super Bowl. They just got to hunker down and, and go. And what, something else, the Chiefs have had exact practice against this formula where the Titans came in and the strategy was don't throw the ball and just run it. And they held Derrick Henry to 69 yards. So the, 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 the Chiefs already played this game. I am taking the Chiefs um, for a lot of reasons because they're extremely talented uh, because I respect the job that Andy Reid, a football guy, hmm. does in running his football team. And also there's a couple of local connections to Cleveland being Travis Kelsey and Anthony Hitchens and a lot of Browns connections. Um, There's one more Cleveland connection that I'm missing besides Kelsey and Hitchens. And it's going to come to me right after we uh, go off the air. I know that, but um, there's just a a really lot of talent to like and respect. Oh, Frank Clark, that's the third one. The defensive end is from the Cleveland area. So, yeah, a lot of local interest, a lot of local rooting interest for the Chiefs, and a lot of Browns fans who look at it and go, "Okay, Kyle Shanahan might have been right in 2014." Mm-hmm. Uh, one other prop here. Uh, so you're going Chiefs? Do you guys score? Uh, I'll go 31-17. Ooh, all right. And last prop here. This is interesting. Okay. First touchdown scores jersey number over 26 and a half or under 26 and a half. The over is pays two. The under pays a buck 74. Remember, Tyree Kill is 10, right? Raheem Mostert, I believe, is like 31. That's interesting. Is it a catch or is it just first touchdown? First touchdown score. You know what? Give me the under because I wouldn't doubt that Patrick Mahomes would duck a shoulder if they had uh, first thing goal from the one. Yeah, well, you can do that. And actually, you can see what position group two is going to score first. Quarterbacks paying out 11 bucks, Matt. That would be a nice play. Yeah. 11, you got running back at 220, wide receiver 310, tight end 390, quarterback 11, any other player 16, which would be like the little screwy uh, you know, uh, 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 eligible lineman going in or something like that. Yeah, tight end would be where I would tend to to go if it's not the quarterback because Kelsey and Kittle. These these two are the damn best tight ends yeah. in the league. I yeah. mean, there's uh, all due respect to Zach Ertz, he, he's in that conversation as well. But these guys are freaking all pro caliber every single. Every. I, I mean, every year they've been in the league practically. Yep. Ertz is the same way. But I love I love these tight ends because. They gave me some stability to position in fantasy football that's been a black hole for like four seasons now. Oh, yeah. You know, that's right, man. Yep. One and so. two. One and two this year. All right, buddy. Very good. So we'll keep track of you. got some articles up now on Twitter at Matt Fleur Jansen and at WKYC.com slash sports on the Andrew Berry Hire. Browns, Super Bowl stuff. Lots of good content there. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Andy. Have a good one. All right, you too. Happy Super Bowl week, everybody. And uh, let us know what you think of the Andrew Berry hire and the, the Browns front office and coaching staff.
at least at the head coach position, now complete on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at Matt Fleurjancic. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns, brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.